people like people like games. What's up? And welcome back to episode 23 of People Like Games. That was a slight pause. If you don't know by now, you are severely lacking in proper taste, and we are here to remedy that. Yep. I'm Solo. And I'm Lilo. And this is the show. So, you guys know how it goes the moment that intro goes, because... Uh, I, you know, I, I really got to figure out a more clever way to go about this because starting off with if you don't know and then following up with you know how it goes. <laughs> I want to say it's I want to say it's self-defeating to a certain degree. Yeah. So I'm going to have to uh, figure out the wording. I'm sure no one would have realized that if I had not brought it up. But um, well, shit. Everyone on to other things. Don't worry about it. Uh, what are we doing? My shame is public. We need uh, you to let us know that you know about it. Okay. So I think exactly. what I was trying to say is, yo, hit us up, Twitter, people like games, SoundCloud. That's obviously where you're listening to us from or on the app. What's the app called again? iTunes. No, oh, oh, I mean iTunes and Anchor. I'm talking about Anchor. Anchor, Google Play, Stitcher, Overcast, everywhere except for fucking Spotify and, and Tidal yeah. who are still holding out on the quality that is PLG. But it doesn't matter. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> we will. And when we do, uh, they will thank us. We'll say, uh, I told you so. You needed the gamers. Exactly. You needed us. Exactly. But before we get into our usual quick scope segment, we do want to take a quick moment. On Anchor, we got a little message from a kid named Josh. Uh, yes. Who asked us. We got a what fan, our, baby. <laughs> we got a fan. We got like a six-year-old voice message that asked us what our favorite game was uh i honestly i should i should probably just play the clip in here you could uh, you could I, I don't know if he wants to be on the I'm show not, exactly so maybe exactly. maybe not but, but like or probably not but it's real and it happened and he asked us what our favorite video games were yep and we are here to tell you josh uh i'm gonna let leo go first because i want to see how I could one-up him because I'm actually not sure what his answer is right, or right. how I can bring him down. Well, uh, so, you know, first of all, thank you so much for reaching out. I'm so glad that you're listening to the podcast, although sometimes you can be explicit, so I'm sorry to your parents if they're listening with you. But my favorite games, it depends. You know, I grew up on old school, just PlayStation. I had the original one. I had a Sega. I had uh, Xbox. And I got to say, like, Back on Xbox, there's no other games that really changed my... Actually, okay. You know, I thought about this too, and then right now, it's like hitting me hard where I realized that I started on computer before all that. We started on uh, StarCraft. So, one of my favorite games of all time has got to be StarCraft and WarCraft. Those two games, like WarCraft 3, oh my goodness. On the computer, really, really old. They've been remastered several times now by Blizzard, and... The ability to do real-time strategy, it was amazing. I learned so much as a kid, and you were able to customize your games, and that's really where I got into it. So many people are so incredibly creative, and when a developer like Blizzard opens up the game to everybody and allows them to tinker with it however they want, you can get some really creative and beautiful modes, right? And that's where I learned about uh, so many different fun game modes that I still you know, play to this day. It's awesome. Well, 
That's, uh, that's cool. I gotta for say, me, Starcraft and Warcraft, yeah. Starcraft and Warcraft for me. Granted, we grew up on, on, on the same gen of consoles. I, I want to say in a, I want to say Halo, the original one, played a major role because that was a lot. Even though like I I, I, get, I had played played on PC, etc., but it was something about Halo and the way that playing with so many friends, you know, playing, you know, connecting consoles with the system link, with the Ethernet cable, sitting in different rooms or the same rooms, whatever the case is, there was a sort of experience with that. So that sort of ranks there, if not only for sentimental purposes, if not for even whether the game was really that amazing in the end run. But it is one of my favorite games of all time, and I do think it's one of the best of all time, but (laughs) that is neither here nor there. There Um, And then, secondly, I'll say Bioshock. Uh... Just because I, I feel like video games as a medium have the ability to explore a lot of philosophical questions. Uh, you know, a lot of people try to uh, experiment with that through either narrative, storytelling, or structure, whatever the case is, and in a lot of indie games. But it, to do it in a major sort of AAA title like that, it was, I, I don't know, it was pretty awesome where the, the point of the action was to lead you t- through the story the story had that sort of a philosophical depth to it. Uh, but, you know, you might be too young for Bioshocks. But if you're <laughs> listening to us at the same time, you could be also pretty down to play it either way because we curse. And, 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 and yeah, I don't know. It's shit. rated for uh, teens. So, you know, exactly. hopefully... do, do, do what you will. But um, I yeah. guess the, the, the moral of the story is thank you for the shout out. And number two, up, upon our discussion, in the group chat, we're going to mention that favorite can be a relative term. So yeah. don't let someone tell you your favorite is stupid. Yeah, because it's true. It is relative. Solo's and if it's your favorite, stupid. it is your damn favorite. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, I don't, like Sean has, oh, Sean thinks Breath of the Wild is good. And, you know, we pity that. Oh, we don't man. judge Breath that. Breath of the Wild is amazing. But it's incredible. So. Anyway. Yep. It sucked. The majority agree with me, therefore I'm always right. Yep, yep, And yep. moving on. Let's get into Quickscope. Yo. All right, so on Quickscope, we're going to start out with something uh, It's Fortnite-related. If you don't know about Twitch, you're living under a rock. Everyone pretty much now knows about this streaming service that you could join and stream for free. It's Twitch. But one of the biggest streamers right now on Twitch is just raking in so much money, and his name's Ninja. He's streaming the game Fortnite, which we covered many, many times here. And right now, and Ninja again. has self-claimed that he has 150,000 subscribers. Okay, 150,000 subscribers, not to mention his YouTube account, which has 3 million subscribers. Okay, so this guy streams Fortnite. Thing is, a lot of people who haven't heard of him thought he came out of nowhere. But in reality, he's been streaming for seven years now since Twitch was... And was a professional Halo player And he was a that. professional Halo player. So this kid obviously knows exactly how to play the games. He's very funny. He's got a lot of people. He also seems like a genuinely nice person. He's got some antics. I think all streamers yeah. do. You gotta have a personality, but... He does a lot of charities and donates a lot of money, and he donates his own money to charity. It's like it's really cool to see the success that he's, he's had. Positive. It's 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 really cool. He's a good. He can be a good role model. Like I was watching a stream the other day, and he mentioned he read a, a kid just donated ten bucks and said, "Yeah, I'm out of school. I'm watching this in school right now." And the kid's like, "Don't don't watch me in school. I want you to learn. I want you to pay attention to your teachers. I want you to do your homework." And then 
this will be a reward after you do all that stuff. Get all the stuff you need done first. Like that's a really good message. I think that's solid, especially yeah. when you are literally influencing millions of people with your stream. I mean, yeah, I 100 agree. You think about agree. like just just a quick numbers, and not that it's all about monetary, but this guy he's got a, let's just say 150,000 subs. It shows there's a market for that sort of positive. Right, that's true. It does personality. It does. I agree. You know? And at the same time. Ninja, come on our show. Let's talk <laughs> rap because that's how we do here. Yep. You're making lots Seriously. of money too if you want to throw some our way, you know, so we can get a sponsorship from spons- just Ninja. Could- <laughs> Sponsored Seriously, by Ninja. You- we could get you exposure, Ninja. <laughs> Those 50 bots that listen to us. That would be so sweet. Uh, don't worry, Ninja. It, it, it's in your benefit, seriously. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. anyway. It's doing a good job. What's up? Uh, Let's, uh, let, let's, let's take it on to the next story here and get into a little bit of uh, Overwatch League. Uh, actually, not about gameplay, however. A couple of disciplinary uh, fines and suspensions were levied by the League against players and coaches. Uh, one, uh, uh, I'm not going to really get into the, the details of it. However, uh, it should be noted that to a certain degree, one of the main issues they've had is inconsistent punishments uh, handed out. And in this case, again, they sort of had a uh, inconsistency in the way they levied their punishments. And because there's no player conduct policy made public uh, in whole by the league, uh, it's difficult to say what players break what rules and how much they should be fined or suspended. And so... Uh, with regards to, you know, I'll use the example of... Actually, I'm not even going to use examples because it's just a, a little annoying. So I'm not, I'm not even going to get too far into that. However, uh, for the Overwatch League, uh, this is going to play into a story we're going to bring up towards the main segment. Uh, but it should just be noted that inconsistent punishments uh, is uh, one of the Overwatch League's uh, current uh, issues that need to be remedied. Right, and right, hopefully right. they can remedy that as I quickly as they do with uh, you know all of the league related issues such as moving stage playoff days from Saturday to Sunday but yep. anyway um, staying actually a little bit in line with what Lilo was just saying with Twitch uh, recently if you guys recall a couple of weeks back we had mentioned a story about Twitch partnering with the Overwatch... Actually, this relates to Overwatch League as well, then. Uh, Twitch partnering with the Overwatch League so that players who are going to watch the Overwatch League streams on their their platform would be rewarded with tokens, which could then be used to buy skins, or if they donated a certain amount of bits, which are a form of uh, emoji donation, I guess is a way to put it. It's a new currency. Um, Let's go with that. New currency, exactly. Uh, (laughs) For for lack of a more aggressive way to put it at the moment, mm-hmm. um, but a new currency that you can use, and then you'll get rewards in the form of skins or in-game currency. Uh, as so, it looks like Call of Duty is going to be doing the same thing. Uh, Sledgehammer Games announced that uh, there would be rewards for people watching the Call of Duty World League. Uh, it makes sense. Uh, it looks like I mean it's paid dividends in my opinion for the Overwatch League. Because it's sort of maintained a steady above six figure number, I can't help but feel that even the last, you know, I, I, I don't know, I could be wrong, but I, I think incentivizing the players to watch 
gets the ability to get a sort of cross-platform of you have a large player base, how can you trans... Like, you know, it's like Call of Duty selling X amount of millions of copies. How are you going to translate the player base into a viewer base? And it's like, hey, here's free shit for in your game. Right. Come watch our stuff. It's free shit. Makes sense. It's a good strategy. It's very good. I just think, you know, people have obviously gamed their way around it. It's like, oh, if I just click on it once... That's cool. I can get the free stuff and then exit out right away. How do you encourage people to consistently stay on the stream, right? Do you enforce I would it? be... Do I, like, what Overwatch was doing specifically Remember was... the video game awards and how they did it after certain breaks, etc.? They right, always right, had exactly. certain deals. You have to wait until the end of an event to actually... Um, to actually get the reward, that kind of thing. I mean, no, no, no. they're just different deals at different times. So well, it's different like deals if, different times. I'm talking about at the owl specifically. If you're watching, oh, the yeah, when they did the, the loot box thing a few weeks ago or whatever, uh, you just had to wait until the end of the main event and then you got some stuff. But oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I'm sure that not a lot of people know that either. No, um, but it's just you're finding incentives and ways to get people to watch. And I'm more talking about how to you keep people watching instead of just going for the for the gold and then getting back to whatever you're doing. How do you get people like interested in what, what's going on in the events and that kind of stuff? You know, it's new. It's that media. I agree with. I'm also curious how nervous they are with battlefield going to a world war two game because battlefields have been pretty damn good since battlefield three. It's just been sort of like phenomenal games that just haven't found the necessarily large marketplace that mm-hmm. other of these games have. But I think what it's going to be do? fun. Yep, it'll be good. Um, next up, we have something close, near and dear to my heart that I'm actually pretty excited about. It's going to get a little technical. I'm going to just gloss over it, though, as best as I can. For those tech nerds out there like myself, FreeSync has officially been announced for Xbox One consoles. And what does that mean to you? Well, um, currently on PC, you have two different types of, uh, I guess, two different programs that'll help you game in a much smoother fashion because right now your computer will generate an image and uplink it to your monitor at a certain refresh rate while your monitor can only refresh at say 60 hertz or 120 hertz or 144 hertz uh when that happens sometimes your computer and your monitor can get out of sync and it causes screen tearing where your monitor wants to um, update say the next cycle but your computer has already pushed out an image right then and there it causes screen tearing so if you're playing a game like a shooter and you're looking around left and right sometimes you'll just see the screen kind of bug out on you for a second and like you don't actually see the whole image what these programs do FreeSync and G-Sync is they match the monitor's refresh rate to your hardware so whatever your hardware is pushing out on your computer or Xbox the monitor will automatically refresh that at that rate instead of actually refreshing on set cycle like 60 hertz or 30 hertz or 120 hertz or whatever the case is so long story short it means you're going to get much smoother gameplay you're going to be able to do shooters i think if you've ever, never ever played on a monitor that has g-sync or free sync it's like night and day on a regular monitor compared to this type of monitor and i say that so it's just it's really cool to see that's coming out for xbox um you know consoles notoriously don't push out the same frames and because they don't push out the same frames you really bank on that refresh rate and your screen to sync up to make those shooting moments those high intensity shooting moments smooth and buttery but this is gonna make it so much better and it's just make your gaming experience so much better 
I promise you that. And I have probably a quarter of an idea what we were just talking about. <laughs> but I kind of butchered it. Not... In all fairness, I butchered it, but it's going to be good. I think you should get a FreeSync, FreeSync monitor. Yeah, for your Xbox. Do it. Do it up. Interesting. You can get monitor uh, playing with the monitor. They should just make a TV for that. I mean, yeah, they could make a TV for that, but really who plays consoles on monitors? Everyone does. But anyway, uh, speaking of refresh rates and the difference between a console and PC, uh, and again, going back to Fortnite because uh, Fortnite has just honestly, we should have just made Fortnite probably part of the main segment. Just making moves. Making moves. Making epic moves because that is like they're just getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and they've caught up with Minecraft and uh, just in terms of viewership numbers, and they're beating League of Legends. Like, I, I, there's certain times that Ninja is who is the the Twitch player for for, uh, who plays Fortnite predominantly is has more viewers at a time than the Overwatch League, and I'm Mm -hmm. like. That's because so many people are obsessed with this game. Us over here at PLG have recently become uh, fans, you could say, of the game. Um, Started playing more and more. Yeah. More and more. That's for sure. And actually, funny enough, I wanted to mention to you uh, how when we had started playing, uh, I swear off in-game purchases but when we were playing together <laughs> one of our teammates mr 1a trace himself ended up buying the battle pass and i was like god damn it he got skin and the ability and i was like oh, man i want that i really want to buy this and i really want to be able to play it and I was like, I can't, you, man. Don't fall in a trap. You just, you're the one preaching. You, don't, you're never going to do I, that. But you know, you know, yeah, this guy's I, and hypocrite. I'm going to teach you all a lesson. Everyone's a I'm going to teach you all a solo <laughs> lesson because I didn't buy that pass. I was able to get skins without having to spend a penny. Okay. And Go let ahead. me tell you how I did that. I realized that I have Amazon Prime. And with Amazon Prime comes Twitch Prime. So I was like, well, shit. If you sign up for Twitch Prime and Amazon Prime right now, they have a Fortnite skins deal. I hate so you. So I ended up I getting free so Fortnite skins <laughs> I for hate free because I already have Amazon Prime. So the lesson here is make your definitive statements and then you could rub them in because you did not or Solo did not fail himself. <laughs> I loopholed myself. Yeah, there so. you go. There's always loopholes. Oh, what can goodness. I say? But anyway, back to the story. Um, and something relating to a major story that I did uh, in episode seven. That was actually the maybe it was the last. It was the last episode before Lilo ended up joining the show. That was episode seven. So Lilo's been here a while. The show mm-hmm. is far worse for it, but uh, it <laughs> is neither here nor there. But anyway. Uh, Fortnite's going cross-platform, which is going to, again, increase the number of people that are going to be playing. Yep. Um, Agreed. You know, with the one little uh, caveat, which is the fact that Xbox players won't be able to play against PlayStation players. And that is not because, one, that isn't technically capable or feasible. It's just because Sony is like... Nah, we don't want to. <laughs> we're not going to share with you. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not going to, like, what, what? And Lilo and I were talking about this right before the show, and it was like, to me, 
it sort of feels like it makes sense that, and this even relates to the story that we did last week um, in the Nintendo segment when we were going over the numbers where it, Microsoft and Nintendo's console and hardware sales numbers, and I think service as well, is equal together to what PlayStation is putting out. So if it's right. like 11 and 9 million and PlayStation was 20, why would you give your competitors a, a potential ability to close in on your market advantage like that yep. it makes sense that xbox is going to be receptive they're trying to increase their market shares they're trying to be like a person who'd normally be like oh i want a playstation oh but why don't i just buy an xbox they're same thing i could play anyone with anywhere you know yeah and xbox yeah. does have the better more sort of formally i i think it now is ridiculously ugly and and unuser friendly but interface i think is going to be a bit easier for people um, than the PlayStation would. And I'm just, I think crossplay is going to be amazing. It's going to be fun. This like rolls in the other thing that we covered, I think, a little bit before, but Fortnite's officially going mobile, as I think everyone knows, right? Maybe you've heard it, maybe you haven't. They're trying to go out on the mobile, try to grab that mobile market, which is by and far the biggest one that they could possibly go after. We know that from Tencent in China and how big the mobile market is over there. But anyway, I digress. Uh, Fortnite going mobile means that they're also going to try to cross-platform that stuff with their own yes. network. They're doing PC to mobile, which is really cool. And they're also going to be able to go PC to mobile to Xbox. And I think that's yeah, a cool platform That is switch. going to... I don't know what that's going to do the quality of the game because... It's going to be shitty. I, understand I really think it's going to be shitty. It's going to be really shitty because... Dude, if your I, phone if you're, is not the same. It's not going to be the same. phone's not the same. It, it's literally not functionally... Pl- in no plausible world should, if the concern that I had, stu- when I had studied the show, there was a couple of features that they had mentioned. One was like, you could change the settings on a PC for how the thing runs versus on console where it's sort of set in its iterations and versus the fact that keyboard, mouse versus controller and of sort of like connection issues, network issues, just there's refresh ish- issues. There's literally nothing but mobile... If you're playing, I don't know. I, <laughs> I can't imagine. It's going to be really shitty. I think if, when I say shitty, it's going to be awesome to play other people on mobile. There are other Battle Royale t- style games on your phone, and I've played a couple. But the controls are kind of janky, man. My screen's not as big as it could be. If I was playing on an iPad, maybe it's a little different. That's what Fortnite's maybe going for. Those tablet scenes, I could possibly see it working. But, but it could be janky, is man. Contr- if we talk, if, 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 if the major come complaint of PUBG on console was like oh shit there's not enough controls for it like how are you building and everything in Fortnite mm-hmm. on yeah, I, gotcha. I don't know hey don't if know. it means I'm on PC and I could shoot more people and get more kills on the uh, you know in the game and actually win maybe once or twice by myself that'd be pretty cool I'm just throwing it out there that'd be cool but as a whole it's going to be really hard to keep the fan base happy in terms of getting it to work well on mobile. I mean, I think for starters, maybe this is just limit mobile players playing against mobile players. Maybe that's what they'll do, but we'll give more yeah. details as we go down the line. Um, Agreed. Let's um, move on. So to stick with the Battle Royale topic, which we definitely haven't covered enough in yeah, the past couple I'm, of weeks. I'm, but I mean, is there anything else to talk about? It, it, it sort of become the primary discussion it is. point. It is. It's, because the, it's the one thing we talk about all the time. It's just like 
sort of fucking annoying to be frank taking over the scene yeah we play it man we love them i think it's nice but i love it too but like it's exactly what we're saying like jesus christ i gotta cover another fucking battle royale related story there's so many it's so market dominant whatever they are dominating the market and because they're dominating the market we're gonna give the fans what they already are hearing right because that's what we do exactly dude Um, give the people what they already have in abundance and then saturate the market we're taking the star wars strategy nowadays saturated (laughs) saturated baby the battle royale that no one's heard of player unknown battlegrounds is changing their update cycle for the console and it's just funny because in comparison to fortnite which has been able to roll out a whole bunch of new patches like PUBG is going for quality over quantity, I think, and that's the reason why they're actually expanding their update strategy on console, pushing out patches every two to three weeks now, as opposed to, I think it was week one to two weeks. So they're expanding by a week or a week and a half, and they're going to give themselves more time to test new updates and make sure that everything works perfectly on the console before shipping it out because they've been you know, encountering a lot of bugs. The game itself is janky. And, uh, yeah, that is what it is. Yeah. Oh, not to mention that last week when they rolled out a patch um, to update it against cheaters that they crashed the entire game and they had to <laughs> patch that. So, yeah, like, so maybe that's part of it. Are, are, are some <laughs> amateurs, uh, to put it lightly, and dude epic. i don't know about amateurs they might might take offense to that they're definitely not I don't amateurs wanna, i don't want to be but offensive just... but i want to i want to say that 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 phrase is relative to what epic has been able to do compared with the to concept. their direct competitor it's not going as well but dude remember those times when ea who's worked on so many major titles have rolled out games with different organizations underneath them and they've all crashed at day one because that shit happened you're talking about yeah, battlefront 2 fucking crashed day one it wasn't yeah, working. But one of the biggest games that people were looking for and ea's been that on wasn't top of that what shit. sunk battlefront 2 <laughs> i mean it isn't but it was one of the reasons you got like a multitude of reasons i think networking and coordinating these big things these big projects these huge projects in the scope if you think about it when you got millions of concurrent users it's incredibly hard so i'm getting they're, they're gonna do it they're doing it pubg has been doing pretty well thus far and that well yeah we'll cover that, that makes in a second sense. makes sense but anyway let's uh let's get into our our next story into a little bit more chipper news um and i say that quite ironically, because it's sort of depressing, uh, mm-hmm. but it looks like Toys R Us is set to liquidate its U.S. operations. Um, recently, they had announced that they were planning to close 182 of their stores, but it is looking like, according to a games uh, industry biz, uh, .biz article, that uh, they are going to be closing 850 remaining ones here in the U.S., uh, it looks like they've been unable to uh, secure a buyer for the chain or to be able to restructure <laughs> their debt with creditors. Um, oh, I agree. Rest um, in peace, Toys R Us, right? You know what I'm talking about? It's just so as shitty. Kanye used to say, Toys R Us, where I used to spend that Christmas cash. That's literally what we did, mo- right? Yeah, yeah. Well, technically, I mean, for me. 
but <laughs> yeah, for you, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good joke. That makes sense. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about that. Yo, on Christmas, but, you get your Chinese food, you go to the movies, you play some video yeah, games. Son. It's cool. That's what you did. We, we, uh, I, I got, got, got my cash, And then but I went now, over to Toys R Us and now, bought some video games. Yo, the people who, 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 who bitch about the war on Christmas, yo, like the real war on Christmas was how people who celebrate Christmas invaded movie theaters nowadays from yeah. the people who don't celebrate Christmas. That's so, just what they do. Um, uh, invader colonizer <laughs> get away that's ours that's our thing but those all but, non-christians um, would definitely go to the movies in case you're wondering what anyway, we're talking about now everyone does yeah, it anyway, so fuck it but uh, the home of multiple pokemon card purchases and video game purchases oh, and gosh. where i bought my n64 and yeah you dude, know that old show on nickelodeon that had the kids running around toys r us and grabbing all the yeah. tags and they would get yeah, everything yeah. that they ran around the store in one minute and got that's called. like a, but yeah that's like a, that's an era that's that an era just, i'm sad we have so many other avenues i mean amazon you can get all your games everything's digital i'm, I'm just you know nostalgic yeah. and sad so i got yeah, you agreed but Moving on to something that might make you a little bit happier also uh this is gonna be quick but gabe newell Everyone knows this guy. He's the owner of Steam. He's the head honcho. He's the guy that everyone always tweets at and is like, Half-Life 3? Half-Life 3? Question mark? Half-Life 3? Confirmed? Maybe not? Well, at a recent conference, he was just I talking about- I never played any of the Half-Lives. No, you don't, haven't lived in it. I'm just saying you haven't lived. Granted, you got a Mac, so don't don't even worry about it. We don't want yeah, you. Exactly. We don't want you. Just Dude, stay uh, we, we, uh, I make it happen, though. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I all make right, it happen. Right, I right. buggy. I buggy. Get, get out of here. Uh, so Gabe Newell was in a conference, not a conference, he was in an interview, and he was just talking about how Steam and Valve itself is happy as an enterprise because the past couple of years they've been focusing more on hardware related stuff you know they came out the steam console and the steam controller working with the industry to try to uh, make things and facilitate um facilitate projects technological projects that would make hosting their games easier and make the game developers have more access to more tools that kind of stuff and he hinted that steam and valve would be trying to create new content aka games soon and I think that's something to rejoice about. So for all you Half-Life fans, you could, you know, Half-Life 3 confirmed dot, 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 question mark, maybe? Uh, I thought it was a bit ironic how he had mentioned the fact that the reason they invested in it was that they wanted, like, an open hardware. And I was like, I feel like Steam's a little bit Monopoly-ish. What? I mean, they're not... They're the best thing on the market for people. Like they take a cut. Yes, I think that's what everyone does. But I think they host a good platform. They like a, made it uh, consistent. I guess. I guess. I, mean, I, guess, I guess a fair point is to be made. They, st- they have like those Steam sales and what's on the front front covers, like games I've never heard of. Lagged, that's for sure. I don't know. They definitely lagged in the market because there's a couple of competitors, like we mentioned we last week. Congregate. Yeah, we covered a couple of them. Yeah. So, yeah, but uh, that'd be uh, interesting to see. Um, Competition is good for the market, so I'm not upset about it. That I agree with. We are capitalist <laughs> at here. But speaking of capitalism, a new game has come out called Super Seducer. And it is as stupid as it sounds. Um, <laughs> it is a live action seduction simulator created by pickup artists. All these articles describe this guy as notorious. I was like... Um, I would like to use the word notorious for something worthwhile. For this, I would write like 
juvenile. Slippery. <laughs> you know, something Ew. slimy. More it's slimy, like, slimy, slimy, exactly. Like grimy, just whatever. It's just weird. Uh, it's weird. Go ahead. Crisco-esque. What is it? Crisco-esque. Greasy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's better. Crisco-esque pickup artist Richard La Ruina, who teaches men how to talk to girls. Um, I recall this because... Uh, so basically, the game uh, is allows you to pick up women playing like one of those sim games and it but it's was a live actually action. it's a live action and it's actually been banned uh from the playstation store following uh a couple of petitions that have been going around and now they're trying to go after uh i believe steam as well yeah, uh, to be able to get, to get it steam. taken down um I, I mean, I remember this thing because I remember this book came out a lot of years ago called The Game yep. by Neil Strauss. And it was like him following this pickup artist and writing this gigantic story, which like it, at the time it was like, oh, it's crazy. And now in retrospect, I'm like, ah, it's, it's probably so dumb. Uh, stretched uh, to put it mildly with yeah. what actually happened. But regardless, that guy ended up getting his own tv show or something on like vh1 crazy pickup artist shit is clowns it what else is there to say it's psychology it's psychology this thing should die its own death on the marketplace as it should and i I, I really hope people don't buy shit like this um guys you you could learn how to talk to women or anybody else any significant other or whoever you like just just you need to talk to them you need to take the opportunity to Learn through experience, not through a game. Not through a game that just like... Don't be a fucking like, creep. It's pretty, good. It's pretty <laughs> damn simple, man. Okay. 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 It's just so That's simple. True. Don't be fucking I'm creepy. Just don't be creepy. And when it's I say simple. don't be creepy, it's just like, damn, man. Don't be fucking don't creepy. If you don't know what that means, look it up. Advice Go from a someone. game? No chance. Uh, not happening. Go not ask happen. someone. Say, not what's creepy? It. And if they say you... No, I'm just kidding. But really, yeah. respect everyone. Respect women. Respect and people. Yep, and you will get don't, respect. Yeah, and and don't listen to Richard La Ruina. Have a little bit more self-respect. Ugh. Yeah, let's go on to something happier, and this would be the next uh, topic. We, we, we're going to do this from now on, just, just to mention it, that um, <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to call down, this we're gonna, we're gonna make this We're going to make this a segment from now on, and this we're just going to call it Flame On, and when it's Flame On time, you're going to know that, you know... All right. It's flame on time. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna put probably... all the negativity in one patch, and we'll compartmentalize it, and, and then we'll, go back to the nice we'll stuff. move on. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, uh, but you know, sometimes you gotta get it out. It's, everyone's gotta like everyone's got some bad things. You gotta get it out. It's cool. I hear you. Um, this good thing is that this studio, Scavenger Studio, is going to gift a game called Darwin Project to everyone who beta tested their game, and I think that's awesome because. I've been a beta tester myself, but you normally don't get any perks from beta testing. A lot of your experience doesn't transfer over. Um, you normally have to pay full price for the game, whatever you beta tested at the time. So the studio is doing something really cool, and they decided to honor all those alpha and beta testers, all those guys who helped them out, made the game what it is, by giving them the game. They just said, hey, if it's in your Steam library on launch day, it's going to be yours for free. Don't worry about it. And Darwin Project is actually a pretty sweet game that you should check out. It's another take on the Battle Royale scene, but it's only 10 people and it's got a really Hunger Games-esque vibe where like, if you've never seen Hunger Games, they're in an arena, but the game proctors where could I'm control from, the game. We call 10 players in a fight to the death a fucking 
death match. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not it's a battle royale. Yeah, that's true. So but whoever, it's the arena, whoever's trying to brand it into the phrase that they can call that a battle royale, I need to look a little more into this because are they really calling it a battle royale with 10 yeah, people? I think what, so. What, 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 I didn't read it. What, what is what is this? What, what's the point of... The game is actually pretty cool. It's like a battle royale. You have, you're in a hexagon that is consistent uh, or consisting of multiple hexagons, right? Each section is a different area. You get special abilities so you can track people in the snow. Oh yeah, it's a battle royale taking place in the far north, quote unquote. And you've got like to stay warm. So you got to make fires around places. You have to harvest things. So you're going to chop down wood to make arrows for your bow and arrow. You're going to get materials to make your guns in the game. Like it's a take on Fortnite adding superpowers into it and also you've got the hexagons every now and then an area is going to shrink or one area is going to explode and you need to get away from it so it's taken like sort of like different ideas from different battle royals that you've seen putting them all together in one picture oh you also have more health in this game so at least if you get shot at you have a fighting chance you can you can do more reversals whereas PUBG. If someone's lighting you up from the side and you can't get the cover, you're going to die. That's it. Like, you're dead. Which is why Halo is one of the most revolutionary games of all time. But anyway, <laughs> um, let's uh, let's uh, get to the uh, the closing statement here of Quickscope. Um, and we're going to round things out here with a familiar face. Tencent, the mm-hmm. conglomerate, the, the video game entertainment industrial complex of China. I'm going to tell you why ten. What ten? This story will explain how big Tencent is. So, it recently invested 1.1 billion dollars into Chinese streaming platforms, and so you'd be like, okay, they bought someone for 1.1 billion dollars, or okay, maybe they invested in software and infrastructure, something of that nature. No, they made separate investments too. And those two separate investments were into two of China's key streaming platforms and the two biggest ones. So Huya raised $461.6 million from Tencent, while their biggest rival, Duya, raised $632 million. Isn't that insane? Play in the market. Just doing Play both, them. baby. Oh, like... And, and in both cases, they didn't get the majority. They only had, um, I believe, 49%, but they had the right to be able to get to 50.1%. So they're so just going sweet? to buy them out and then combine them and then become even bigger. So this is an example of just, I don't know. I don't know. What do you, what, what do you call someone who, who, who can invest in or something that can... It's like Amazon. It's like, oh. Dude, they're a market bully. They are a market bully and they're throwing their fucking weight around and they're doing everything they can to make sure that they're cementing they're cementing their hold on the entire gaming industry that is China. Like the 1.8, 1.9 billion people, they want to make sure that, hey, you're all going to play our video games. You're going to give us all this money. And then I'm going to give it all to the People's Republic of China as a whole. So we're going to be the greatest country ever. That kind of thing. It's it, it's basically what uh what uh Amazon did when they when Blue Apron started. Are you, are you familiar with Blue Apron? Yeah. If you listen to podcasts. Yeah. You're familiar with Blue Apron. They sponsored everyone. Um, they were on the up and up, and they were like, "Oh, we'll deliver fresh food," and everyone's like, "Yeah, I'm, I need this because Amazon sucks at it." And then mm-hmm. Amazon's like, "You know what? Let's compete." Buy Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're like, take that's, it ten, and... that's what Tencent is, uh, no. basically, to no. the 
entertainment market over there. But actually, it makes sense because guess who owns Twitch? Amazon. Yep. Anyway, yep. Uh, now that wraps up Quickscope. We're here going to now introduce a new segment, which every single week we've been going over a game that we've sort of spotlighted mm-hmm. uh, to check out. Most of them have been free to play. However, uh, we are now going to just sort of make it a little dedicated segment uh, where we highlight a game. Uh, we're going to uh, now introduce a new game. Um, I thought, what's the best possible game I could find to begin this series? <laughs> and, you know, you son of a bitch. What, what, what would reflect uh, the best possible thing in the world? And yeah. I thought, hey, Solo sounds pretty good. So I just typed in solo and video game. No, I'm just just kidding. Uh, Solo is a new introspective puzzler game from Team Gotham that's set to uh, land on PC on April 26th. Um, It just offers uh, basically a bunch of different puzzles in uh, different, I guess, arenas. And it sort of looks a lot like uh, in the boat. It looks like Zelda Wind Waker. Yep, um, yep. It's and it's sort of style. on the sea. Uh, it has sort of like a, a, a cell art shaded uh, graphic style. You go around, you do puzzles, and uh, the point of the game is to, I guess, basically sort of go on a philosophical adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, the trailer, you can look it up, it's just called Solo um, and Introspective Puzzle Adventure. Uh, it looks amazing. Um, it looks really interesting. It looks like one of those really high quality uh high quality indie indie game man it's just trying to trying to tap into a market trying to tap those people who are looking to find themselves in video games very much reminds me of the games like inside um i don't know if you ever played that but i made journey for ps4 kind of yeah yeah and it it reminds me of um a lot of uh Mechorama, which is a game on mobile that you guys check out it's also a puzzler (laughs) game yeah it's pretty interesting when's it coming out when's it coming out it comes out April 26th. Oh, sweet. Okay. And so be sure to check it out. Um, and uh, yeah, check it out because it's my name. And you can't go wrong with Solo. <laughs> that's for damn sure. And the fact all that right, I guess the Solo right. movie is coming out as well. I got to file some copyright infringement yep, claims. Yep. You definitely had to claim that name first. That's for sure. I did. I, I was the first one to ever come up with the nickname Solo. How dare yeah. you? But anyway... We're gonna over. move into Main we're gonna segment. move into the home stretch here. Yep, we're gonna move into the home stretch. So let's uh, let's get into this, shall we? Let's uh, do it. Beginning up, we have the NHL happens to be getting into esports. Um, it is a decision that I very much agree with. I think uh, NHL is one of the most fun games to play in the uh, sports games. Uh, setup thing. Super Strikers uh, is the best. What? what? Super Strikers. Super Strikers. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they basically are going to be calling it the 2018 NHL Gaming World Championship, and it's going to be a joint venture between uh, three of NHL's global broadcast partners: NBC Sports, Sportsnet, and Sweden's Viaset. Makes sense to me because you know y- Europe has a very big contingent of dedicated esports viewers like oh, yeah, you know for sure they they get go major the numbers man they get the ridiculous exactly. numbers they got ridiculous numbers over there and so like with that 
NBC Sports already airs Rocket League, and so How they already have. How sweet is that? I was so pumped when I read that. I was like, yeah, oh shit! Yeah. Well, I mean, I saw it on NBC Sports and Rocket League, so that was cool. But then, yo, know, picking up a sports game, I'll watch a FIFA tournament. I'll watch an NHL tournament. Madden, yeah. not so much. Not my favorite. Not so but, much. You know. But Madden, uh, Madden, we had covered, which was Madden ended up making a, a deal with ESPN and Disney, yep, yep, where yep. they're already broadcast partners for viewership. FIFA is sort of like NHL. I, I'd watch a game of NHL, but uh, it's going to be a three structure uh, structured into three stages. And the online qualifier is actually going to be open to any player residing in the U.S. or Canada, uh, and it'll run through April. Uh, the top eight players from each region will travel to a regional final in May, hosted by broadcast partners in Stockholm, Toronto, and Stamford, Connecticut. And the final will be held at the Esports Arena, which is a new esports dedicated venue in Las Vegas on June 19th. Um, that date looks familiar. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, uh, I guess, uh, you know, that's pretty much it. It is the NHL's first venture into esports. Um, Smart you know, moves. I want exactly. that money. I, th- and- this is unlike baseball, where I was like, I don't see. MLB having as much of a market, I think the the they could have their own Canadian league, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, like to, to be I frankly honest, the the way the way it's set up, like you would have a lot of dedicated players here in the U.S., but you'd have your predominant. It's a game that has a market that I think is rabid enough to 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 make it a good league, and, and they mention it themselves that they had worked with a lot of the local esports communities to set it up because as you know i think one of the uh, uh i forget who the quote was attributed to but he, he mentioned correctly that uh, if you don't have the buy-in of the competitive scene you're not going to get anywhere if you work with them uh, right. a lesson i hope that nintendo does with smash because nintendo is not very supportive of a of the smash competitive scene i feel yeah. like they should switch that up going into switch that up with the switch which i think they will actually um, because they look like a new, a brand new company. Uh, anyway, uh, I think it's smart. I think it's uh, well worth it. Yep, they're and, testing the waters, that's for sure. Yeah. They're going to test the waters to see how the market is, and it's just fun. It's cool to see our games that we love to play out there for the world to enjoy, yeah. especially It'll on like, a national network for us in the United States like NBC. Yeah, that I very much agree with. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I, I guess that's that, that's pretty much it. I, I actually don't have a, a surprisingly negative thing to say about it, like I did with the MLB. <laughs> when I was like, "What the fuck are you guys doing here?" Like, people aren't watching baseball. You're gonna get people to watch baseball video games. Like, Dude, that ga- the games are smoking? too slow, man. That's why NHL and FIFA are a hit. That's why people like Madden. Like, that's why people like Fortnite over Pub. That's true. You need faster-paced games. Pull- yeah, the, the, there's a that. level of action and clips, and so it's the same thing as like. Uh, NBA, right? And it's like, why is the NBA getting so big right now? It's like, there's a way that like you could see a five second clip of a dunk or a pass, and that can go. You know, that that's a difference in a lot of different sports where like those it's viral friendly sports mm-hmm. are. So it's like the sport that's fit for the consumption of the media environment at the moment, mm-hmm. and so that to me to a degree contributes to it. And there's a pretty big overlap between, um, you know, sports, sports video games sports fans and video game fans so it's it's a huge crossover that we'll see but anyway we're going to move on to our next story which is something that i've actually wanted to or have thought quite a bit about why there is not at the moment and that is 
uh, a drive to establish esports player associations. Um, two different uh, efforts are underway, and this is uh, according unions, to unions. By the way, in layman's terms, unions. unions they want to make s- unions. gamer union. We are pro unions when it comes to professional leagues. And we are for the dissolution of the NCAA here as well. I'm certainly <laughs> low into my opinion. I don't care if he agrees or not. But if you do not agree me, agree. Go watch the episode of South Park. The <laughs> yeah National Crack Baby Association. That will give you everything you need to know about how the NCAA runs. But regardless, um, this is according to the Sports Business Journal uh, and the... Uh, Writer is Liz Mullen, and it's at uh, Overwatch and Counter-Strike Global Offensive, which you could sort of argue are two of the big... I mean, Counter-Strike, I think, is the biggest in the for world. For sure. Not even close. Sure. Counter-Strike yeah. is just uh, yeah, huge I, I, numbers. I, I, I could agree with that. And Overwatch is a distant second, um, and but still but still growing its roots as well, because Counter-Strike's been around. But regardless, um, it, it, it is something that's been necessary and and it relates to what I had mentioned earlier which is like and I mentioned it because one player on the Dallas Fuel XQC had made a homophobic comment early on in stage 1 and they they fined him 2500 I believe and then suspended him for four games right. and then the team added on a punishment and they're like actually you're going to be sat for the entirety of stage 1 then it just came out that one of his teammates, this guy named Taimu, uses probably an even harsher version of a homophobic comment, and he gets a $1,000 fine. And it's like, at what point are you going to sort of be like, okay, uh, you know, if it's a first-time violation in the case of XQC and you came down with that punishment and this is the same guy or is the same situation as a first-time punishment, well, I feel like a punishment should be levied in it equally and that's why i mentioned the fact that they don't have a public policy you know document made public they don't Mm -hmm. have consequences for actions they have a bunch of kids they're sort of like a ncaa where it's like oh there's a lot of stories in in esports as a whole of organizations being set up profiting not paying players sort of fucking a lot of kids and you know this guy richard lewis he's a journalist he's covered it pretty well and he's broken a lot of these stories and no whoever's in the industry believes that like yeah, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things like that 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 are are sort of necessary for this sort of things, and you know, I, I think I really hope that these sort of companies are receptive to establishing the ability to you know do that. And I think it's also a really interesting conflict of like, not conflict, a conflict's the wrong word. It's a very interesting where it's like blizzard and own and valve own their games right so like no one owns basketball so like you could just start another nba league tomorrow but like Mm -hmm. you know and if it was good enough it would succeed but like they own the games but they don't so so then they automatically own the leagues you know i mean there's like an extension of ownership that is very different when it's like when you go into lower rungs and when you go into like if you go hey i'm an amateur Overwatch, and I'm gonna stream it, and someone's like, "No, you're not allowed to." But, uh, yeah, whatever the case is, it, Blizzard's it, now like the NBA is essentially what I equate it to. Blizzard's now like the NBA, and they're like, I mean, it's like the, as if the NBA had, well, the NBA does have multiple leagues. They have multiple games, multiple leagues, just the equivalent. I don't know. 
I, I think. I, I guess the, the, the difference is the structure. So it's like, what I mean is like no one can, like if basketball is going to change, there's going to be like a committee of the league to be like, we need a majority of the league to approve these changes. Okay. So now with Blizzard, when it comes to changes in the game, and that's what I had mentioned, I think it was the week that you were out when they had brought up Bridget. I was like, esports are one of the few you know, sports that you have the ability or you have the issue where they could change an aspect of the game that you're playing that like if you were a Mercy main and that's how you got right, really right, high right, up right, in Overwatch, right. you got I gotcha. So they could pull that rug out under you. So for when it comes to individual players, it doesn't sort of matter as much as when you're going for the league. And that's why mm-hmm. I meant by two different versions of the game where it's like, there, the, I think there should be like a league-wide vote to be like, <laughs> yo, if you're going to change a game, you own right. the game, yes, but like there's a, a the structure. People are using it, they're enjoying it. This is the reason why it's so popular because you have this league. They should have a say. I guess what you're saying. It all comes into play with exactly. the unions. And yeah, I agree with that 100%. Yep, you have exactly. to protect the players, protect the kids, make sure, you know, half these players and, that we're and playing the players should have a, yeah. 18. They're 18 years old. I didn't know what I was doing at 18, but you can yeah, take advantage seriously. of people, young minds. Um, I do think that I do like the approach of being able to, like, I think it's. The point I wanted to make is making a union means that you're trying to establish a real sports league because every sports, major sports enterprise in the United States of America has a union, right? They have a players association, whatever the case is, NFL, NBA, NHL, whatever. But then there's there's also that fact that you're holding those players who play in that league to a higher standard. That's why I don't disagree with the fines if you're doing something that is unbecoming. Yeah, of, absolutely. Uh, you should be held to being. that standard. You know I mean? agree. So like, so like you're going to have younger individuals who hopefully have people looking out for them, but who also are held to a higher standard and can be good role models for the future. That's, yeah, that's for like sure. Like Ninja. Yeah, like Ninja. Straight up. Man, but. we got to get off Ninja's D. Just, no, just, we're gonna be on Ninja's D till he comes on this show, <laughs> and then we're gonna hop off afterwards. Right. So Ninja, yeah. come on the show. That's a new movement. I want to talk to Ninja. <laughs> I'm curious. I want to know who he is. But anyway, um, last up, we're going to get into our uh, final little segment. It is going to be a latter part of the episode's title, and that's the upcoming subscription wars. And I mention that because. Recently, EA added uh, a the spate of or this uh, what's the word I'm looking for there. Uh, they recently added all of Warner Brothers properties to their Origin Access subscription program. Uh, that included all of the Batman games. Um, was which, it all of them, or was it only six games? I thought it was only uh, the only six Batman. Oh wait, games. they well, I mean, it's the like the three Lego Batman games and the three Batman Arkham games is right. Oh, oh, Arkham Knight's not included. Okay, but hopefully that'll be in there in the future. I, I, maybe that's a different studio. I don't know what what happened with the rights to that, but I'm curious. I'm gonna look that up. But it's interesting because it shows that uh, EA is trying to grow Origin Access outside of its own content. Yep. Uh, it is going to now be a player. So the reason I mentioned the upcoming subscription wars is that the fact is that Dota 2, as Lilo, who is more familiar with the game, can tell you, uh, <laughs> recently added a subscription program. And we're going to give you all these pieces of news and then we're going to tie them together. Yeah. So, yeah, I hear so tell us a little bit about the, uh, the Dota 2 subscription program. So how it's did just- it work? It's like, just like, uh, I mean, you know, Dota's a free-to-play game on Steam that was developed um, at Steam by Valve. And it's just interesting because they're getting into this model where 
you could have paid for a game pass much like what Fortnite is doing now. So Fortnite allows you to play seasons of the game for a certain period of time. If you buy the game pass, say it's like 10 bucks, whatever the case is, as you go and complete rewards, you can redeem them for in-game content, whatever the case that may be skins, new items, new weapons, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Like in Fortnite, nothing that affects the game, but it's all cosmetic. Um, for Dota, it's also cosmetic and in-game items, but it's also, the ability to get access to certain services that Steam was or that uh, yeah Steam was offering for Dota. So in this case, they're taking that battle pass that would have been active for a set period of time, and they're changing it to subscription-based service. So they're saying, mm. okay, instead of just giving us ten bucks for like four months, why don't you give us like three bucks every month for the rest of the time? And that's what we'll give you. We'll give you extra content. And it's not to play the game itself. It's just for the extra content. I I think, you know, if they're going for monetary means, they're trying to get all that money. I mean, money, they're getting man. a couple extra dollars. It gives yeah. them a guaranteed continual income because they sort of base that math on the way that the, uh, what were those like uh, redeemable like cards that you would cut like a box out? What are those called again? Coupon codes? Coup uh, Not coupon codes that you would send back the things to you like collected in, in elementary school. What's and- <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, even that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, rebate, the, the rebate. Excuse okay. me, rebate. So like they, when someone offers you, like when when they used to sell cell phones, it'd be like pay four hundred dollars and then send cut out the like portion of this of your box that you bought with the cell phone. And this is what cell phone companies used to do, and send it uh, in an envelope with your information over to them, and then they'll send you back a two hundred dollar check. And that's the way it was supposed to run. Okay. And, um, How does this relate? And it relates because the fact that uh, they are doing the same exact thing where they now get the ability to have a dedicated monthly number coming in because they know a lot of people aren't going to cancel. So when they charge that $400 and say, hey, you can go home, cut this shit out, send it and get $200 back. Right. They okay. know the that not that everyone's going to do it. People are too lazy to actually change their, exactly. their Okay, 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 okay. So like, I'm sure some of you're going to – how many times in your life have you signed up for the trial subscription and been like, oh, shit, it's been three months. I forgot <laughs> about that. Yeah, you no, know? I hear you. That and is definitely, I'm not going to say, it's happened to me once yeah, twice. It, it, it happened to me too. It, 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 it's a praying math. And it's like, well, you got that shit on auto renewal automatically unless you go out of your way and turn it off. Right. And that's sort of ridiculous. I mean, and, this isn't like a terrible thing to me. I think uh, you get cosmetic items. It's sort of like how I pay for Xbox Live. And then I also get games with gold. So I get perks for it, right? So now they're making you pay essentially a little bit for Dota. You get perks for it. That's cool. But the only problem is that I have like I have a problem because they're trying to roll out this thing called Plus Assistant, which is going to help players make their characters and their builds easier in the game. So it's a it's a MOBA, massive online battle arena, and like you're going around and you're making these real-time decisions and you can customize your character before you go out and fight. Mm-hmm. And this plus assistant is going to help you tailor your character to what everyone is currently doing right now. It's giving you insider info, which essentially could affect your gameplay. You could probably find it outside, but it's going to help those people who pay, right? And that's what I don't appreciate. That's what well, I think, personally. It is the future of gaming because if you are not aware, Xbox Game Pass has been live, but I, I think its official sort of coronation comes out. Uh, when Sea of Thieves comes out, uh, yep. in my personal opinion, it's which is the twentieth, right? Yeah, it's the twentieth. How many days is that away? Dude, that's eight. Uh, it's eight. No, that's seven. Seven, that's seven, seven days. days away. Yeah, um, and, and seven days away, and 
you know, they did another beta test this past weekend that was free yep. and open to play, which we were wrong. Yeah, uh, well, I, I was mean, like, oh, they couldn't. I did. Did you not play? No, 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 no. no. Uh, I didn't get. I, I didn't get a chance. But when you had mentioned, <laughs> when we were talking about the fact that whether it was open or not, it was open. Oh, okay, um, okay. But it, it, it's smart, and you know they know Xbox Game Pass if that's a success, and they're going to look at how many potential what the boost in numbers is for the first month or a couple of months with this sort of idea. I'm sure shit they're going to raise the cost of it eventually oh, yeah. for sure not just like how netflix went up from eight bucks a year to or eight bucks a month to like 10 bucks a month now it's at 11 splitting the fact that you get the dvd and the streaming to being like let's just roll off the the whole dvd, DVD business into a yeah. separate thing people forgot about that 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 the stock tanked at that time i should have invested but whatever <laughs> um the only people who uh or the only company rather who who is not part of uh, this party is Nintendo. Uh, they're coming out with their own service in was it September? Yep, yep. That Nintendo. should be good. Nintendo Online or Nintendo Direct? Something Nintendo like that. Online. Oh, Nintendo yeah, whatever Online. it's called. I forget what it's, what it's specifically called. But it's only like um, thirty bucks though. Thirty bucks I'm for the whole year. Thirty bucks for the whole year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty great price. Um, Xbox is a better rip. I don't know what PS4 is. I, I haven't. I don't know what the PS4 sixty. It's the same thing. A month. Yeah, 60 PS a Plus is 60, 60 a year. Okay. 60 a well, month, bro. I ain't love, I don't love doing it that uh, much. God damn. It's straight up. Straight up. And so, like, it's, a, it's, it's pretty good, though, in, 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 in my opinion. I, I really feel like Nintendo's going to end up uh, joining the fray as well when they release it in September. And bro. people are going to be like, oh, shit, Nintendo it's- Switch is bringing back all these uh, backwards compatible games onto the eShop. And yeah, boom, yeah. they have a larger shelf life. It's but just so anyway. frustrating. As a gamer, man, aren't you upset? I'm just thinking. Yeah, like, as a gamer- I-, I thought about this yesterday, right? And this is going to happen with gaming, too. In the beginning, you're going to be and all gamers. And this is going to end on a very negative note, but this is going to happen. So <laughs> this is going to happen. I want to roll it up. In the beginning, when Netflix came, what did everyone think? This is the advent of change. This is going to make everything different. And we no longer have these monolithic cable companies holding us down. And then the other day I was on Netflix and I was like, all Netflix pushes out are Netflix originals. Mm-hmm. Netflix is raising its price again. You know what Netflix is? Netflix is a fucking cable company at this point. And right. so what's going to happen with gaming? And so we had said a couple of weeks ago as well, which is we're gonna, in the beginning, everyone's going to be like, Oh man, all the access to games. This is so awesome. It's so cheap. Then that price is going to creep up. Then the people are going to start, or then developers are going to start putting the loot box microtransactions in. Hopefully, like this doesn't happen. And services, all of it, man. It's going to be endless. Just, it's you know, endless. The you have maintenance to pick and costs, choose. You don't have enough money to pay for all the games. It happens now, but like at least you get to keep them. In the future, yeah. it's like you don't even get to keep them. You have to pay a certain amount of money per month just to get access to them. And you're just like, damn, man. That's that uh, yep. sucks as a gamer. It sucks. Rental fee to uh, rental fee. Anyway, that, that's pretty much it. Hopefully, that's not the case, and the future is far more positive because we're optimists here. So <laughs> we're always we're always hoping for the best. Everyone's uh, gonna make more money, so don't worry. You can exactly. afford games. That's what you should know. Whenever there's an opportunity for a major publishing company or developing company to make a lot of money, you can be sure they're not going to choose that, and they're going to choose the opposite route because that's what history has shown us. But, yes. Anyway, uh, next, uh, to, to close things out, um, we want to give a quick thank you to Stupid Stupid Games for sending us over the 
uh, Keith. No Reload for... Heroes. No yeah. Reload Heroes. Oh, yeah, I was mentioning Good it. Reload, super excited. Um, yes, yes, We're yes, hopefully yes. going to have the CEO on uh, hopefully for Friday, maybe potentially for Tuesday's episode. And we're also going to be doing a game review of it for Friday's episode. So be sure to get excited. If you haven't heard of it, look it up. No Reload Heroes. It's, yeah, it's coming out soon. It's going to be it's coming, coming out, out soon. soon. It's not out yet. They haven't it's released it. It's coming out in May, I believe. Yeah. It's up on uh, Indiegogo. So take We've a look got at some it. Early access, and we'll let you early know. Early access. And we shall give you guys the feedback. Uh, anyway, that's all for today. We uh, went a little long, but thank you very much for sticking with us if you're still here now. Exactly. Adios, ladies and gentlemen.